Yeah. So what does the esthetician do? Did I get it right this time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do facials, waxing, um, makeup and eyelash extensions. Eyelash extensions are my specialty. I do volume, classic and hybrid. Um, and that probably means nothing to you because you're a man, but <laughs> to a woman, um, I do classic and they're more of a natural look. And then the volume are more of like girls going out on the town, doing their makeup kind of thing. Yeah. Now you say you're a Southern gypsy. What does that mean? Um, I, I guess I'm just, I'm from Oklahoma and I, I don't know. My style is different. Um, and then I've always just bounced back and forth. So I've always felt like a gypsy. Well, yeah, because you did tell me you're into, like, tarot cards and all that cool stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed and, that and podcast. I, that was really great. Um, he is fascinating. Oh, yeah, he, he really is. I love this everything. It's funny because I met him in uh, at this place called The Green Elephant. He's a really, really cool guy. Yeah, very. Yeah, and, and I guess there are a lot. I guess you can say... Um, Fleetwood Mac is a Southern Gypsy, so I guess there are Southern Gypsies out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, do you do like as a uh, aesthetic uh, aesthetic? Look, let's call it a. Uh, um, well, we need a word for it because I can't say that. Facialist. You can say facialist. Facialist. Yeah. As a facialist, do you do like regular facials or are you strictly makeup? Um, I do a little bit of everything. So I do dermaplane facials, which is um, where I take a scalpel blade and I scrape off dead skin and makeup or dead skin and hair. Can you hear my dog? Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is it a way you can like put them in another room or something? Um, yeah, well, they'll just bark. I'll try to go in the back. Or like give him a quieter toy. <laughs> no, because it kept squeaking. I was like, I'm dying. Uh, yeah, that's my old dog. She she just she's like halfway deaf and blind, and so she just sits with her toys. Uh, but yeah, but I was about to say, man, hook me up with a facial, but you're all the way in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I really don't do a whole lot of facials. I mainly do eyelash extensions. Um Ladies love their lashes, so those keep me pretty busy. Yeah, well, between you and me, uh, the key to good lashes is, um, uh, I want to say, because I I used to uh, put it on my hair because I'm uh, growing it, black Jamaican castor oil. Oh, yeah, castor oil is really good for eyelash growth. Yeah, but we won't tell them that. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, they got to keep coming to me. Right, right. (laughs) So I see you like reading. What are your top three favorite books of all time? Oh, um, definitely. This is going to be so basic. Um, but Twilight. I love the Twilight uh, yeah. series. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really loved the A Wrinkle in Time series when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Those just kind of. Did you me. did you see the movies? No, no. The movies just didn't look very good to me. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, really, okay, so Harry Potter, of course, I love Harry Potter, and then there's a book um, called Roses and Bones that's like a collection of, like, weird lyrical poems that I really love. Nice. Speaking of books, there's a TV show that's based off of a book called uh, Lovecraft Country. Have you seen it? Oh, no, huh? 
it's on HBO Max. I encourage everybody to watch that. It's uh, by a writer called H.P. Lovecraft, and um, he's like the greatest horror storyteller in like on the face of the earth. Like if it wasn't for him, there wouldn't be any Dean Coots or Stephen Kings. Uh, But he was really, really racist. Like he was so racist until it's not even, not even funny. And that's what makes the show that much better because it's an all black cast. So, you know, he's like turning over in his grave. Like every Sunday at eight, the devil in hell is making him watch, you know. Yeah. He's screaming like, No, this is what I intended, you know. Yeah, I've but heard of that good. show. I've heard it's good. I just haven't seen it, but I'll have to watch it. Yeah, HBO Max, very powerful show. Very powerful show. Um, I don't really the first book I my favorite book is Alice in Wonderland. But uh, the first book I ever read was Miley Cyrus's autobiography, and I'm not ashamed of that. Oh, really? I love Miley Cyrus. I haven't read her biography, but I do love her. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, as far as music goes, who are your top three favorite artists of all time? Yeah, let's go with artists. Top three favorite artists. Um, Juice World is my number one. Um, and then let's say I really love Dolly Parton and then Casey Musgraves. So kind of like a lot of different things going on there. <laughs> mm. So Juice World, who was your second one again? Uh, Dolly Parton and then Casey Musgraves and then Johnny Cash. I love Johnny Cash. Nice, nice. What's your favorite? I, my favorite Johnny Cash song is Hurt and the Beast in Me. Um, Ring of Fire. I just, I saw the movie Walk the Line when I was a kid, and that's when I really was like, oh, I love this music. And then I heard the real music and I loved it. And that song always, it's like very nostalgic for me because um, that was a movie I watched with my family. So nice, nice. Honestly, Johnny Cash is one of those singers where he could sing anything. If I'm in a Johnny Cash mood, I'll listen. Yeah. Like, like he's a whole vibe, whether it's Ring of Fire, The Beast in Me, Hurt, like, you know, there'll be, and Lana Del Rey is like that too. Oh, I love uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Cash, Lana Del Rey, Amy Winehouse, they have that voice where when you're listening to them, like, that's all you're listening to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, for sure. what are your top three movies of all time? Ooh, top three movies. Hmm. Uh, I have to say Jackass. I love that that movie. The whole like Jackass series. Um, and then Nightmare Before Christmas, and then Mrs. Doubtfire. Nice. I was late on Nightmare Before Christmas, though. Really, I was. Yeah, I was like, I want to say 19 when I first saw it. What? Yeah. Oh my God, it's a classic. So good. Yeah, but I feel like that makes it even better because you get to like experience it new, fresh, you know? Yeah, that's true. true. You know, because I was exactly like the song when I saw it. I was like, what's this? What's this? (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, anyways, um, what got you into being a 
L- l- let's just call it a uh, face person. Face person. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what made you want to be a face person? Um, so I started doing makeup five years ago. Um, I really just was playing around with it. And I would do makeup for like friends, going to prom, um, a couple friends, weddings, things like that. Um, and I really loved it. I probably was not very good at it at the time. Um, but the more and more I did it, I got into it. I had weird phases where I was really into like Halloween makeup um, and then just like mermaid makeup for a long time and just, you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, and then I went to college, got a marketing degree, and I was still doing makeup for friends just on the side. Um, and then I decided that, you know, that was what I wanted to do. I could make a career out of it. And so... I did. I didn't want to just go for makeup, though. I wanted to be an esthetician because they do everything: um, waxing, facials, eyelash extensions, and makeup. Um, as a makeup artist, is just strictly makeup. So I went to school last year at Clary Sage, got my degree, and I was working as a part-time coordinator at the special event coordinator at the Oklahoma Aquarium, um, and then doing my aesthetic stuff on the side. Um, and then I went full-time with my special event coordinator career and I was still doing my aesthetic stuff on the side, but then it was like, I was working like 70 plus hours a week. I was driving an hour every day. So like a 10 hour commute each week. And I was just never home. And I was like, I just want to be doing my aesthetic stuff. So I just switched over. Nice. Nice. And what do you love about the job and what do you hate about the job? I really love um, the moment when I finish, I like hand a girl the mirror to look at her eyelashes or her makeup. um, And I just see her face light up because she feels pretty. Like I, that's such a good feeling, like to know in their face that I did a good job. Like they feel confident and they're, you know, they feel sexy. They're excited. Like I did that for them. That makes me feel really good. Nice. Nice. And what do you hate about the job? I hate about the job. Nothing really. Oh, no, I take that back. When I'm working with my eyelash extension glue and it's like the humidity is just not 100% and like glue is like fighting me. That's the worst thing ever. It like doubles my time. And then like I mentioned earlier, I'm in Oklahoma. The weather fluctuates a lot. So some days it's just like it ain't happening. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Now, when it comes to being a face person (laughs) um i have a friend who's a scientist where we get into it all the time um i have perfect skin and i'm not being conceited or anything like there's times where because i personally don't think i have perfect skin but when a group of people start telling you something you know you start to say okay I believe it. Like I went into a uh, bioderm place and they were like, why are you here? Yeah. You know, I went to a, uh, get a face mask and the lady was like, but you have the most beautiful melanated skin. You don't need this. Um, and well, I'm jealous right now. I wish I had perfect skin. Yeah. That's what my friend said. <laughs> and it's funny because I, um, I actually don't do anything. Actually, my regimen is horrible. Oh, God, I I hate hearing that as an esthetician. (laughs) Yeah. 
And so what I did do is I use, I have eczema and sensitive skin. So there's not much I can use. What I do use has to be 100% natural or I'll break out. But I use Dove sensitive and I know as a face person, you know, you're not supposed to use the same soap on your body as you do for your face. I mean, that's and, like men typically. So yeah. And then, yes. and then I used to use Vaseline intensive care lotion, mm-hmm. but I um, started using Jergens. Yeah. Jergens. They have this argon oil infused lotion. And I really, really like it. And apparently those things are like two no-nos. You're supposed to have a facial toner. You're supposed to have a cleanser. You're supposed to have a lotion and sunscreen. So what is your opinion on that? Because I believe that what works for you works for you. But my friend, on the other hand, she disagrees because she's a scientist. She says, yeah, it'll work. But sooner or later, your face will break down. So what is your opinion on that? I mean, it is one of those things. It's like everybody's body is different. We all process like our foods differently. Um, you know, some of us have like I go out in the sun, I freckle in like five seconds. Other people can be out in the sun all day. It doesn't really affect them the same way it would me. Um, so whatever works, honestly, at this point, um, I I have to be very careful with what I use. I do have clients that are the same way as you. They can use like pretty much anything on their skin and they still have perfect skin. That's fine. But in the long run, um, you don't know like if your skin is going to break down quicker because you're using not as like refined products on it or things like that. But it's also one of those things that like time will tell. So whatever works for you, if you're using cheaper products, it's probably going to be bad in the long run. But, you know, like I said, I'm more of an eyelash person, so... Yeah. And I mean, like, I tried to use, like, I was using Lumen, which is like the basic in skincare for men. Uh, have you heard of it? No. Huh. Basically, it's this thing, they advertise it a lot on um, Instagram. It's this thing where they have like a commercial where the guy is like, for years, I did not know what to do with my skin. And I found Lumen. And now my skin is so much better and blah, blah, blah. It works, definitely. Uh, It's definitely a good product, but it's there's better products out there. And it's like $40 a month. And it's not worth it. Like, there's this one facial wash. It's like a superfood green uh vegetable face wash that's supposed to be really really good and then there's this lotion that's supposed to be really really good but i know uh thyers uh rose water and rich hazel has the best uh toner though yeah um i like their toner i use dermalogica stuff so i everything dermalogica is the best in my eyes um circadia is also a really good brand and then cosmetics those are my top three mm-hmm now, I suffer for, like I said, eczema mm-hmm. and dry skin, but I do want a product. Um, I do want a product that will completely clean my face. And I know that's not good if you have dry skin, but do you have any rec- recommendations on like a facial cleanser that will like get all the like dirt and build up? 
Oh, for sure. Um, Dermalogica, the special cleansing gel, that's a really great one. Um, and but you, I have sensitive skin and I can use it. I can also use the ultra calming line. Um, they have a really great cleanser as well. And so it doesn't strip the lipid layer on your skin. So it's still keeping that little bit of oil that you need. So you're not getting dried out, but you're still getting a really deep clean. Nice, nice. And what advice would you just give somebody that wears a lot of makeup? Because I know I have a lot of female listeners. Take your makeup off every night. Girls are so bad about doing like sleeping in their makeup. Um, we get I've I've been guilty of it before too. Like we get lazy and we're like, ah, I'll just sleep in it. It's so bad. Get up, girl. Go wash your face. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm nervous because I'm, I don't judge. Like, I feel like if makeup is for men and women, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I just don't use it for obvious reasons. But, you know, if, if some people need it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Makeup's really, it's for men and women. Like, I hate that there's so much stigma around it. Exactly. Now, um... I'm this Halloween. I plan on having like a party where, um, like, say for instance, me and my friends are getting together, and the girls are gonna dress as the guys, and the guys are gonna dress as the girls. So we're like gender swapping, right? Uh-huh. And like we're going all out. And the rule is, if you are, I want to say, if you break character, I'm gonna make them drink a shot of Everclear. Oh, God. So we have to stay in character the whole night. Yeah. It sounds like you guys are all going to be really drunk the whole night. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Because you know the girls are going to cheat. Oh, yeah. Everybody's going to forget. (laughs) Yeah, because I know I am. I know I am. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go to the girls. So, uh, hey, Brad, do you think Tom Cruise (laughs) is hot? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that'll be fun. So are the girls going to do the guys' makeup and things like that? Like, are you guys going to yeah, we're, each we're other? Dre- yeah, we're dressing the girls, and then the girls are going to do the uh, guys' makeup. Okay, very cool. Yeah. So I saw that you were watching, is it Bly Manor? Yeah, it's, um, I don't, it's like a long title. I don't remember the full thing. So I've just yeah. been using the hashtag Bly Manor. The haunting at Blind Manor. Yeah. Yes, I, yes. I recently started watching. I love that actress. She's so cute to me. But the main but, character? Yes, she yeah, is. Yeah, the blonde. I yeah. think the gardener's really cute too. The gardener, yeah. 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 But, but like the uh blonde, she's cute in like a quirky type way, you know? She's so quirky. She always I feel like she always plays a crazy person. Like, have you seen the the show You? Yeah. Oh, I loved her in that. She's such a psycho. It's great. <laughs> exactly. Now, but see, the thing about Blind Manor, the director, um, he likes to, uh, he likes to like stick. I want to call them like clue ghosts. Oh, like Easter like, eggs. Yeah, he likes to like place ghosts and like, excuse me, random places. And it's funny because I actually. Um, I was actually in my apartment alone and I thought I saw like three people already. Mm -hmm. Like say for instance, I uh, say for instance, I was doing a podcast and I looked 
to the corner of my eye. I thought I saw something. It was just a lamp. And that happened to me three times. And I'm like, get the fuck out of my house. (laughs) So you were scared. Yeah, I was like, who's in here? No, I thought I I was seeing stuff. Because, like, you know, the ghosts be, like, right in the corner of the frame. And you're waiting for them to move. And they're just randomly there. That's so funny. Yes. Um, but it's really, it's not as scary as this other show that I watched that I really like. Um, it's called Evil, and I just finished it. Now, if you think Blind Manor is scary, Evil is like, I watched it. Um, my husband was actually gone the night I started it, and I had to, like, stop it halfway through because I was, like, too scared to finish it. <laughs> because that show is so scary. Um, there's demons in it, and I don't, mm, demons freak me out. Yeah. Ooh, it got a nice cast. I'm looking at the cast right now. Yeah, the main character of that, um, I don't I don't know how to pronounce her name. Um, but she's so smart and she's like such a badass. Like she's basically like a she's a psychological analyzer or analyst or something like that. Um, and she's basically like a human lie detector and she's really cool. Wow, wow. So what is it about? You said it's about demons or what? Yeah, it's like, so I think she, no, uh, she's a forensic psychologist. That's what it is, um, if I'm getting that right. And then she basically, um, it starts off, she's on the serial killer's case, and he's trying to say that he was possessed or make it seem like he was so he can get away with his crime. Um, And then she teams up with, like, this priest in training, and then he has, like, this really quirky, funny little tech guy who, um, so they basically, like, investigate these cases, and they try to debunk them, but, and then they do debunk them, but at the same time, there's still, like, that element of, like, she's out solving this crime, but at her house, like, her little kids are being, like, chased around by demons and stuff. Like, it's just kind of a weird show. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. It's good. Don't but, watch it by yourself though, because if you go out to book fly manor, this is gonna scare the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's funny because I watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch with no problem. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but, that one was a good one too. Yeah, but I do like have you seen Utopia? No. Yeah, Utopia got very meta very quickly and unfortunately i don't think they're gonna do a season two because that show was too real oh yeah i'll have to check that one out yeah it's about uh there's a hold on excuse me i (laughs) bless ah no not a third one wow it's strange they usually come in threes (laughs) but anyways uh it's about a um it's about a uh mental patient was doing uh, art therapy, and he wrote a comic book. And the comic book got released, and it went viral. It didn't have a big fan base, but it had a pretty decent fan base. Mm-hmm. And half of the fans, they you know loved it for what it was. The other half of the fans believed that the comic book could predict the future. Okay, sounds interesting. Which it could. And so it starts off this newly married couple moves into their grandfather's apartment because he willed it to him. He recently died. Turns out the grandfather was the artist that was head of the uh, inmates art therapy. And he had the inmates original copy. And they're like, oh, my God, the original copy. Let's sell it. And um, it's part of a conspiracy. So 
everybody that saw the comic book, there were these people that were literally bred like cattle just to like kill everybody that saw it. And like there was a whole corporation dedicated just to covering up different murders that they did. Oh wow. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, I find it funny how he has to put a disclaimer up on every episode, like, hey, these are all fictional. I don't know anything. Government, please don't assassinate me for this. Yeah, that's kind of creepy, though. Yeah, and, like, it, it immediately reminded me of uh, the Columbine Massacre, because I heard some stuff similar to that. Like, there was more people in the school. There was, you know, it wasn't just Eric and Dylan. There were multiple people that were shooting um, I also heard that, um, let's see, I also heard that uh, Corona was man-made, so there's that. And the thing that made my mom a fan of the show is she thought that it was made this year because everything that's happening on the show is happening now. But the show was made, I want to say, in 2010. It was a British show before it was an American show. So the fact that they literally predicted the future because there's a huge pandemic uh, happening only this time only the uh, only the kids are catching it mm-hmm. you know and like it gets real meta like the guy that creates the virus he was like we created this virus that was hereditary so it could be passed down through generations and generations but this virus is gonna like wipe out a whole population like nobody's gonna have kids for like at least 30 years and wow. I was like Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, I think I have seen previews of this now that you Yeah. Yeah, it's on uh it's on Amazon too. But it's funny cuz I don't know who has Amazon. I have Amazon or at least my mom does and I use hers. You do? Yeah, I it, it, how does it work? Like if you have Amazon Prime do you uh like if you have Amazon Prime, do you get the network or like how does it work? Um, I so my mom has it, but I'm pretty sure that she just has like the regular Prime. And if you have Prime, you get like music and television. Like there's two different apps for it, I think. Um, yeah. we just have the TV one. Yeah, because I wanted my cousin to see it, and he was wondering. He was like. I have regular Amazon. I have Amazon Prime when I order, but I don't know how it works. So I really, the thing I noticed, I don't know if this is new. Um, I don't, I watch Netflix more than anything, but I've noticed lately on Amazon, like if you watch a movie, because um, there's some movies that are included with it that you get for free, and there's other movies that you can like basically rent them. You know, it's like five or six bucks, or you can buy them. Um, but then now it seems like they're starting to let you watch whatever you want as long as you agree to have like commercials or ads throughout it and then you get to watch it for free nice. kind of like how hulu you know you can pay to not have ads and things like that yeah that's nice yeah now you like jackass so you like silly humor right i do i love slapstick i just i grew up on it and i don't know i guess it's more like nostalgia but i do i love like all the classics like um, Tommy Boy and you know like yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire things like that. I just like do. It. Do you like uh, Adam Sandler? I do. Have you seen The Wrong Missy? 
No, huh? Oh my God, you're gonna love me for this one. Okay, okay, I the wrong it, Missy. Write it down, write it down. It's a movie. It's produced by Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. but it's basically an Adam Sandler movie. David Spade is starring in it. They're basically like the same person. Yeah. But um, this movie of it's called the wrong Missy because he goes on a blind date with this girl named Missy and she's completely crazy and he never wants to see her again so he leaves and his boss is retiring and going on a um taking the business on a like vacation to like celebrate it and pick the new his new replacement and you know he's a stereotypical male boss so he runs into this girl and their luggage actually gets mixed up and when I say she is perfect for him their luggage got mixed up because they had the same luggage he pulls out a book and starts reading and she's like so you stole my book and he's like what are you what are you talking about they were reading the same book they both don't like they're perfect for each other and he invited her on the retreat because she was Miss Texas and his boss being his boss would have liked that so he was like, let me invite you on this retreat. I'll send you the, you know, in, information and whatnot. And he actually, their both names were Missy. So he actually invites the wrong one, the one for the first date. And she's like insane. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen uh, Orange is the New Black? Yes, I loved that show. You remember the guard? Not before, this was before they went on strike and left uh, Piscatelli or whatever his name is. But this, these were the original guards. Yeah, the yeah, chick, yeah. The chick with the ponytail. The redhead? Uh, I think so. She has two ponytails oh. normally. I think so. Yeah, I think she, so. Was, she was the very timid, shy one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she plays Missy. And I had no idea how funny she was. Yeah, because she, yeah, okay, the wrong movie. Yeah, yeah, and uh, have you seen Eurovision? No, I haven't seen that. Is that the new Will Ferrell one? Yes, oh my god, I happy cried at the end. Okay, oh, so is it funny or is it like a romantic thing? Because it, it's, I didn't it's, wasn't sure. It's more funny than romantic, but see, the thing I like better I like Will Ferrell better than Adam Sandler because he has too many punchlines. Like Adam Sandler will not let off your neck. Like every, like every turn, there's something funny. But with Will Ferrell, yes, it's a comedy, but he lets things sizzle. sizzle. Like there was a moment where it was a very sentimental, romantic, like montage. And I was like, he's going to ruin this. He's going to ruin it with comedy. But he didn't. He actually let it be. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I love I love Will Ferrell's like weird sense of humor. You know, it's like yeah. he can say something that's not funny at all, but the way he says it makes it the funniest shit in the whole world. Like that's exactly that's what I like about him. Yeah. Now, what I don't like about him is he plays the man child in every movie he's in. He does. But, yes. but but with this movie, he actually finally has somebody to call him on his bullshit. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, like, it's funny because his dad, like, somebody yells, this is why your father's ashamed of you, and Rachel McAdams is in it, and she's like, he's not, and he was like, no, he told me last night he's ashamed of me, and she was like, maybe he was drunk, and he was like, no, he said, you might think I'm drunk, but I'm dead sober, 
I'm ashamed of you. Well, maybe he was just angry. No, he was like, you might think I'm angry, but I just got a date tonight. I'm literally ashamed of you. Like it's the comedic, like I've never seen a movie that's not cliche, very funny, yet very heartwarming and will make you happy cry. Like I have never, I boosted it up to my favorite movies. It's in my top three now. Okay, sold. I'm going to have to yeah. watch it now. And to show you how epic it is, Demi Lovato is in it. She's a blonde and Ooh. she gets blown up. That's how epic the movie is. <laughs> I love her too. She's great. Oh man, she's my favorite. It's a shame of what she has to go through with her ex though. Oh, see, I don't really keep up with her. Is it yeah, she... Nick Jonas? Wait, is this a... Is this... Oh, is my God. Nick Jonas? You... I really don't know. <laughs> well, first of all, it was Joe. Oh, Joe. See, wait, what? <laughs> are you sure? I thought it was Nick. I thought she liked him. No, it was Nick. Nick, when Nick and her are friends, but it was Joe. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Nick was uh, Selena and uh, Miley was Nick. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The the fifteen year old in me just rose up like no she didn't date it <laughs> but 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 that goes to show how out of touch you are like you're like way in twenty seven two thousand and seven <laughs> yeah I am um, I did actually go to the Jonas Brothers concert a couple months ago with my sister wait I say a couple months ago it was last September but this whole year sucks so it seems like it was yeah just a couple I, months ago I, yeah yeah I I did too actually I wasn't gonna miss that for the world and they wait a, you went to the the Jonas Brothers at the BOK in Tulsa no I went to the one they were in uh American Airlines Center in Dallas oh okay very nice yeah I was like I can't miss this and funny thing I ran into a ton of my friends there and they were like oh it's like 2007 yeah, because, so. you know, my first con they opened up for my first concert, and I'm not ashamed to say this. I was a Disney kid. My first concert was Hannah Montana, Meet Miley Cyrus. Oh, then no, they opened right up. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, it was like, I was like, it, it was like full circle. And they're making a second album, and I'm like, okay, Jonas, now come calm down. It was, right? you know, because I felt like, they yes they make a comeback album and then you're done yeah like you know but a second one i just hope they don't milk it right um i it's also very weird that they're all married now to me anyway, mm -hmm. i'm like what? are we really that old yeah now um let's see so we got eurovision we got the raw missy are you like a super horror fan um, yes. I'm not into, like, super campy horror, though. Me neither. Yeah, I, I just never really got into that. Um, but, like, old school, like, Michael Myers, um, Ghostface is my favorite ever. I love all the Scream movies. You know, they're coming out with a fifth one. Yeah. Well, it was supposed to be, I think it was supposed to be this year. Maybe it was next year, but next year or the year after, because everything is canceled, so. Exactly. But they're working now on it. Now, have you seen the uh, Chucky remake? I did. Um, I mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. Same, same. It 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 had a great like setup. I'm glad they didn't go with the uh, demonic side. They switched it up. You know? Yeah, that was that was weird because it's never. I, don't, I mean, there's like millions of those movies too, but I didn't yeah. really know how I felt about that because I kind of liked. 
like the movie Bride of Chucky. I really liked that one. So mm-hmm. I kind of the only reason it. why I liked it is because I understand modern technology. They're trying to modernize it. Yeah. Um, have you seen The Witch? Oh yeah, with um Anna Joy. Is that her name? Yep. Yes. I plan I've, on marrying that girl one I've, day. Let oh me tell God, you. I love her. She is. Oh, she's phenomenal, and she's like weirdly beautiful. Like, yeah, really exactly. Like, that's yes. the perfect way to describe it. Like, she's beauty, but it's almost like nor beauty, you yes. know, like 1930s beauty. You know? Yes, like she's very classic and like delicate, doesn't need a lot of makeup, but like she just shines. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved her in the like the split movies. I don't remember the. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, she was really good in that. Yeah. Now, did you see uh, Midsummer? No, but I heard that one was really good too. It is, but Midsummer, uh, a lot of people didn't like it, but that's only because they didn't watch it right. Like, it's a very complicated movie. Like, a lot of people want to watch it once and go, oh, that's stupid. It's the type of movie where you have to watch three times to at least comprehend it a little bit. Yeah. Who did Eli Roth direct that, or am I just. It looks like no, he um, direct. he didn't, but he is a good director, yeah. I, him, I love him and his girl. Are they still dating? Oh, I don't know, I yeah. Don't, I don't follow him, but I did like the movie Green Inferno because it was just yeah. like creeped me out. I didn't want to travel anywhere for a long time after that. Did you see Aftershock? No, oh my god, you gotta see it. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore, but it, it, it's to me, I like. See, Ellie Ross movies, they're pretty much the same. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Just different scenarios. I was trying to see which one I liked better, and I was like, it's literally the same movie. Yeah. Only thing is they're in uh, a party spot, and there's an earthquake, you know? And then the, what is the other one? Oh, Hostel, where it's like, I mean, it's just basically Green Inferno in like a different way. So Yeah. Yeah. I think his most famous one is uh, Cabin Fever, though. Cabin Fever. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. Yeah, I didn't even know he did it. I, I was like, I was looking at this YouTube channel called Cinema Sins, where um, basically he takes a movie and he like holds it accountable for like the wrong stuff they do. Um, uh, I'm I watch it sometimes, but sometimes he reaches a lot. Like he gives sins for like dumb stuff now, but. Um, yeah, he was like Ellie Roth made it, and I know he played in it too. And I was like, "Oh wow!" Like I had no idea this is like a cult classic. Huh. Now I'll have yeah. to check it. Cinema Sins. I'll have to check that out. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, he doesn't rip on all my favorite movies. I feel like he probably would, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, uh, but, but he is like, he is getting better. Like sometimes he'll give, oh, like deduct some sins because of the movie, mm-hmm. you know. And, like, um, have you seen Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves? No. Oh, but I think I saw previews for that. Isn't that where, like, the two girls, like, come into his house or whatever? Yeah. And then I actually he, got yeah. mad at Ellie Roth because that had, like, the makings to be a great movie. Uh-huh. But for some reason, he didn't want to get into the girl's backstory. I mean, it, their backstory was evident. You know, of course, they had been abused but you know it would have been nice to show that you yeah. know like show the method to their madness and you know I felt like he cut it short 
Yeah, I hate that when they don't expand more because then it's like it feels just rushed and you're not invested. Yeah, but but he's definitely my guilty pleasure, though. He's definitely my gu- guilty pleasure. And have you seen, um, let's see, uh, it's by the same guy that did Midsommar, Hereditary? I did. I really liked Hereditary. Oh, my God. The last little bit of it, um, when she's, like, crawling up the walls and, like, stabbing herself in the neck. Oh, God. That was, that creeped me out. And then the little naked dude, <laughs> little naked demon dude scared me so yeah. bad. Yeah, and I love all they they classify those as um social horrors because they're horror stories told through like everyday things. Like hereditary is a possession story told through the story of grief, you know. Um uh Midsummer is like a revenge breakup story. Yeah. Um you know, and I know you've seen Get Out and Us already. I have. Those are those are great. Us was really good. I saw that with my family and they were like, they were kind of like, because eh, it, it's really out there, but I, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I liked Us a little bit better. I mean, I like Get Out a little bit better than Us. Yeah, it. there was more of a like cohesive, like yeah. Us was just kind of, it was really scary, but it was also like, I didn't fully understand like the full point of the very end, you know, it just was, yeah. I don't know. And it was yeah. also less like, I mean, get out was somewhat believable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the us was at the end. I was just like, okay, even this is not like even anywhere close to being believable. Exactly. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, I don't know if you know this, very few people do, but, the director, uh, Ari Allister, was the director for Midsommar and uh, Hereditary. But the director for um, uh, The Witch, it took him like five years to do that movie because he had to do a lot of research and whatnot. Um, he wanted to do it right. And did you know that each character represented one of the deadly sins? I think I'd heard that, but I didn't know it took him that long to direct it. Yeah, he he did did a lot of research for like the language and whatnot, the accents. Yeah, he did his full research. But like the dad was obviously pride. Uh, the son was lust because he just hit puberty, lusting after his sister. The, the baby was obviously gluttony, you know. Yeah, I'll have to. It's been a long time since I've seen that one too. I'll have to rewatch it. Um, the friend I went and saw it with one of my best friends. And I was into it the whole time. It was so creepy to me. And we get up to leave and she goes, well, that really sucked. And I was like, what? So she kind of put a damper on it for me. So I have to rewatch it. Definitely, definitely. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I'm so glad we finally got this <laughs> chance I'm so sorry. to talk. It was really nice talking to you, too. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. And if you ever want to, like, come back and chat, just let me know, okay? For sure. Will do. You have a good night, Jonathan. You too. Bye.